0: I spent this last week at a YouTube conference down in Palm Springs, California, Uh, and it was Called Clamor. It was primarily designed. It's a conference that really is designed for family vloggers for the most part. Uh, but there were quite a few kind of regular YouTube folk there as well, including my good friend Liran Segev. Now, Liran's also known as the tech guy. I'll put links in the in the show notes. Uh, but he's the director of customer success at VidIQ. Now, VidIQ is one of the analytics companies that helps us understand how our YouTube channels are performing. So he is so well versed in all of the little mechanisms within YouTube that indicate success or that 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 we the, the levers that we pull in order to build a successful YouTube channel. So I grabbed Liron and I said let's do a podcast and talk about transitioning the start of a new YouTube channel. How would you coach somebody who's coming to you and looking to reinvent themselves and part of that reinvention is launching a YouTube channel? What would be the first steps? How would you coach a friend through the beginning process of creating a YouTube channel? And Leron, well, you'll you'll hear yourself. He is a font of great perspective and knowledge. So, sit back and relax. Today on Gray Matters, Leron Sega The Techie Guy, Director of Customer Success at VidIQ, and Noted YouTube Strategist joins us. Steve Dotto here. How the heck are you doing this fine day? Welcome to Gray Matters, the podcast for those of us in the gray zone. What is the gray zone? Primarily baby boomers and Gen X, those of us sporting a touch of gray. We're interested in finding our place in the digital age. On this podcast, we will learn about online marketing, community building, social networking all from our perspective. The world's changing. The job market is not interested in us anymore. We're facing the prospect of a reluctant retirement and that is not cool. We need a side hustle to take our experience and put it to work for us. We need to develop mad skills, adapt and evolve in order to remain relevant in the digital age. I can help. This podcast can help. I'm glad you found us. So, Laurent, if, I was, if you had a buddy who said, I am now quitting my job, I've been packaged out, and you're the YouTube guy, how do I get started in YouTube? I want to I start a channel. What's the first thing? You sit down with a beer in front of you. There's a, imagine a beer in front of us right now. What do you say to your buddy?
1: I say, what's taken you so long? <laughs> and after I recover, because he's now knocked me out. <laughs> so, here's the story. The story is that it is scary. Let's just admit that it is. Because I think a lot of misconceptions, a, a lot of the gurus and the teachers say, oh, just press the record button and just do it. You need to get into the right frame of mind first. So a lot of it is to do with prep. Now, I don't know about you, but having grown up not with an iPad as my first toy, <laughs> we're in a different mindset. We had to come from a different environment. So for us, it's all about preparation. It's all about understanding before we jump in with two feet and a head forward, right? So I would do a lot of research and I would understand what is this thing that you're trying to get into. But more importantly, I would understand why you're trying to get into this space. And here's what I mean by that. Anyone can press a record button and you could be good or bad or indifferent. You could have a lot of experience, no experience, terrible on camera, awesome on camera. It doesn't matter. If you don't have a clearly defined purpose of why you're there, you will suffer from day zero. However, If you know what you want to achieve and you want to know what you want to get to, you will succeed. It's like your GPS in your car. An amazing piece of technology, arguably better than the wheel. But once you do not put in a destination, it's pointless. It just tells you where you are. But once you have a destination, you know it's going to get you there. So the first thing I will tell my buddy after I recover is, why are you on YouTube what do you want to achieve
0: okay so let's let's unpack that for a little bit because that is obviously that's going to be a big challenge for that that's such a roadblock because i think once you get past that you go from trepidation to inspiration once yes. you once you have clarity and let's be honest Very few people have the inspiration right at the start. If you had the inspiration, you'd already be on YouTube. 100%. So this, if you are reinventing yourself, you have to go through a a bit of a process to come to terms. So let's talk about what YouTube is absolute best for. Like, if you're going to reinvent yourself, who does YouTube serve most effectively?
1: YouTube, at the end of the day, is a search engine. Mm -hmm. It's the world's largest search engine. And what do people do in search engines? They ask questions. And if you can be the person providing an answer to a question, you're going to hit the un- nail on the head.
0: Marcus shared in the sales lion. It was, a, it was the mantra that I started and built my channel on. You've just said it.
1: <laughs> you asked, but they ask your answer.
0: They ask you answer.
1: That's how you built a pool company that was yeah. going out of business and how he revolutionized the pool industry. It says people are asking those questions anyway. They're asking, should I get a granite pool or should I get a fiberglass pool? Is one better than the other? If people are asking him those questions, and he's going to be the authority because he's going to answer it, guess who they trust when it's time? To do this.
0: And think about your in. Think about your own journey for information. When you want to know how to do something, mm-hmm. you go often to YouTube to do the search. And if not, you, uh, Google will often surface a YouTube video in search. So that probably is the best starting point for so many. Is figure out, figure is, is learn is ask the questions of the people who you want to be your customers, who you want to be your followers. Mm-hmm. See if you can serve. And you know I, the term is a bit hackneyed, but having a service heart. You know, no, just, right, go, right. just yeah, absolutely. going in with that.
1: Yeah. And I think, remember, the, the, the mistake that I find that people make is that they come in with the wrong impression. What I mean by that is they come into a platform that go it's saturated, everyone's doing that, everyone's answering those questions, everybody's entertaining, I'm never going to be, and, and, and you just talk yourself out of it. Yeah. Okay. However, what these 12-year-olds on YouTube don't have is 28 years of experience of running multifaceted, Business in multiple countries, multiple states, they do not have an experience. And guess what? People want on YouTube is reliable, authoritative experience.
0: I would I would change that. I would say not what people want; it's what people need. We need no, we need that's, more that's, experience. That's, we
1: need more graybeards on oh, YouTube. Oh, completely! And that's it. Drives me crazy when when people who who have got so much to give, and 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 we've seen this in our workplace, and I'm sure you have seen it as well, where. People are getting phased out earlier and earlier in life. Um, they are still got so much left to give, but maybe technology has taken their place. Maybe um, the companies outsourced their division because it's faster, better, cheaper, and overseas. It doesn't mean your expiry date has come and gone. It just means you've got to transition and deliver that value on a different platform. So before you sat in a cubicle and you spoke to your mate next to you um, or around the water cooler, nothing changes. You, your mate is now a camera.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You, your water cooler is now YouTube. What's the difference? Mm-hmm. Nothing. The difference is you're doing your pajamas at home, sometimes you don't even have to wear pants. Yeah. And the more, and when you have put yourself out and you trust
0: that, if you trust your experience, if you trust that you have value and you honor that experience, I believe that it will start to resonate with the community. So it's a wicked, Introduction to this space because not only do you have to overcome your your sensibilities as far as as far as finding your messaging and overcome your insecurities, but you also have to overcome your technophobias and yeah, uh, actually start delivering. How, how big a deal is it? Those well, first videos you make that they be
1: acceptable. So let's be honest, you're gonna suck. Own it. Just accept it. Nobody was born into this world knowing how to walk, do basic arithmetic knowing how to read and write. But guess what? You learned it at school, unless you were absent. You learned it every day, Mm -hmm. and you got better at it every day, and now you can color in within the lines, and now you're able to determine red from yellow, square from triangle, because it's a skill that you've managed to master over time. If you're going to let that technophobia stop you, you're never going to get better.
0: It's, you know, I, 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 I know you're the guest, but I'll share. I, I went through a period of time. Now, our channel is, you know, is, is a good, successful channel, but I went through a period of time where I constantly said, is the quality of this channel good enough? It's me on a webcam, and I thought I've got to get out in the field, I've got to shoot B-roll, I've got to do all this extra stuff. And I went through a period where I spent a lot of energy trying to make the quality good. of my video more broadcast, what we would have mm-hmm. done on television. And I didn't see any increase in engagement. And I quickly realized that it was the quality of my content, not the quality of my video. Now, video does have to be acceptable, and sure. audio should be excellent. Number one priority. Yes. But
1: it's, it's the message that you deliver. It's your content that's so important. Well, I, I'm gonna, let me ask you this. Uh, I, I know I'm being interviewed, but I'm going to ask you the question. It's If your toilet is blocked, and you go to YouTube and you go, how do I unblock my toilet? Do you care what the lighting is? Do you care if the person was wearing a green shirt or a yellow shirt? If there was
0: continuity. If there was two different takes with two different shirts. Do you shorts? care how, yeah. how,
1: how was the, you know, was there a hard break, a soft break? Was there a B-roll? No. You just want how do I unplug my damn toilet before it leaks all over my house. Yeah. Give me the information. Yeah. And YouTube is an information platform. Also, I'm willing to bet that you've watched 10 videos today. And out of those 10 videos, you have no idea if the person stood, sat, face camera the right way, the wrong. You weren't looking for that. You were just enjoying the content. So why are we so hard on ourselves to be absolutely perfect before we press the record button?
0: You're absolutely right. And here's another aspect of that is I believe people inherently are far more hard on themselves than they are on anybody else. And this is something that I preach over and over again, which is... When you watch your video, if you make the slightest mistake, it drives you crazy. Mm-hmm. If you watch me doing the same video and I make the same mistake, it doesn't bother you in any way, unless it bothers me. We're empathetic rather than judgmental creatures,
1: by and large. Absolutely. And what's the funniest thing to watch on YouTube or the best thing to watch on YouTube is bloopers. Yeah. We stay for the real. We've finished watching a movie on you know, on the big screen. Yeah. The credits have come up and nobody badges. Because you want to see those outtakes. You want to see the scenes where every actor in Hollywood who gets paid millions of dollars still messes it up. Becomes a real person to you. Ah, and you connect
0: with people. And that's at the beginning of your YouTube journey. You're you're drawn by this siren song of tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of subscribers and millions of views. But we grow those one at a time. Completely. And it's one relationship at a time. And the more that those people feel bound to you, feel that mm-hmm. they know you and they have a, a relationship with you, the more that they're going to be, the, the more that they will continue to watch you and completely. help you grow your channel.
1: And if you, if you think about, you know, I often consult with channels and they've got 200, 300 subscribers. And they go, oh, I'm tiny. I'm going to hide my subscriber count. And I say to them that if 200 people came for dinner tonight, would you say that's a fair amount of people? Mm-hmm. Yes. When we stand up on, on stages and give keynote talks, there's two, three, four, five hundred people in the room. Now you have a channel that's got that many people. That is your Watching stage. Every video. What, what are you doing? I'm
0: going to tell you right now, some people are going, yeah, two, three, four hundred, I wish. That sounds like a lot. What sort of time frame does it take a, a fledgling YouTuber to grow to the
1: point where they start to feel they're getting some traction? Well, it depends. What content are you making? What are you trying to do? Mm -hmm. So, in other words, your what and your why. So, what are you you doing on YouTube? Why are you there? If you can work that out really, really quickly and really kind of experiment with your content early on, which is why never look at your numbers right at the beginning. Just do stuff. Do three, four, five different videos. Who cares about the numbers in terms of channel growth? It's more as what is your audience responding to? And where do you find that? Uh, so, on your analytics, in your Google um, systems, you can do that. Obviously, at Vidaki, we have a plugin that can, that can do that. But the idea is to understand quickly. So, you know the old adage of fail, fail quickly, learn fast, move on. So, that's what YouTube is. So, how long does it take? I've known channels who have been on YouTube for years, still not able to find their feet because they just don't listen. They're not listening, not to me. They're not listening to their audience.
0: And comments is the place. And comments
1: is where you live. We have something called the community tab. Guess what it's for? Uh, The community. People don't use it for some strange, bizarre reason. It is such a. It's it's a mystery.
0: Even the comments. The number of YouTubers that won't respond to somebody who's taken the time to comment on their video. And that, to me, when I talk about my success, when I talk about my success, the community, the uh, comments tab, to me, was the. Absolutely. Was the magic sauce. People telling me what they wanted to see more of.
1: Delivered it, and guess what? They watched it. Funny that, right? You gave people what they wanted, and they actually responded and watched, and then they told you again, and you gave them again what they wanted, and they kept coming back. Who would have thought? Let's talk a little bit about establishing your format. You talked about failing fast and
0: often. How do, like, is there a model or a formula that you can come to to determine the format of your videos, whether or not it should be talking heads, whether you should be shooting with
1: an iPhone and walking around, whether you should be doing screencasting? All of that. So, Length like of video? So the answer is yes and no, and it depends. Stuff, bunches, and lots. Okay. Does that answer your question? No. So it, it basically, the reason, the reason there isn't a template is simply because, my favorite saying is, Be yourself. Everybody's already taken. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Because I'm going to deliver a tech piece of content when I do my latest phone review in my way. You're going to deliver it your way on your channel. You have an audience. I have an audience. So the reason there isn't a standard format is because the audiences are not standard. And the mistake people try to do is they try to use old world thinking here is a template. Here is my avatar. You know, all those lovely buzzwords. Yeah. These are the people I need to serve. They're fish with a fish. You're deciding. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. Because when you do that, you're trying, to, you're trying to go against what YouTube wants you to be. And guess what? In the olden days, you didn't want to be pigeonholed. Ideally on YouTube, you want to be pigeonholed. You want to be the tech guy that I go to. You want to be the how-to guy that I go to. Because that's going to be top of mind. That's where i got to go to. Are there tips and tricks? Absolutely. Is there a show formula? Yes, because people's attention span is like less than a goldfish. And you want to hook them in quickly. You want to tell them that they're here for a reason and this is why. You want to understand their pain and how you're going to help them come with me on this 4 five-minute journey so you're talking regardless of what the structure of your video is regardless
0: if it's an interview format mm-hmm. if it's a if it's a walkabout if it's a sitting down and talking with a screencast the tenant is that you have to deliver in the first 30 seconds absolutely
1: absolutely what your core proposition is without think, fail think about this if I'm learning how to make a chocolate cake how to unblock my toilet the latest vlogging from clamor in Palm Springs whatever their industry is, I'm coming on a journey. You have to tell me a story. And we yawn really quickly. And you know what? There's so much content out there that if you don't grab me, I'm simply going to go to the next person. And it's so easy to see it in successful vloggers. You, if you watch, and we should
0: steal from the best as much as possible. Completely. So if you watch it, they, they say, hi, I'm Liron. Today we're going to be talking about this First few seconds. If you start your video off with a 30-second fantastic animation, you're going to lose everybody Everybody. in that first 30 seconds. And you know what's
1: beautiful? is the unemotional analytics. Because there's a lovely graph that shows you people have dropped off at this point. And you go back and you watch it. Why did they drop off at this point? Well, for the first 30 seconds, it was your plane ride and the window seat that you sat in. And people are just not interested in that because they came to... How to unblock my toilet. Yes. That's what they want. So if you started your video saying, is your toilet blocked? Does it stink up the house? Today's video, I'm going to tell you exactly how to unclog your, your toilet. Come with me. You're really stuck on the toilet thing. It's says a utility thing, and we all understand it. Everyone has a toilet. It never, it never, it never <laughs> you go. It's the one video that I don't think I'll ever make. How does it, how do I unblock your toilet in ten different? But number three will shock you.
0: So talk to me about the talk to me about the growth path. So now you've been, we, you've had your channel for a little while. You're starting to grow. You're starting to get some traction. And now you're watching other people's videos. And I learn a lot from how other people do videos. How much should I be stealing and how much, you know, how, how, because it can do two things. It can, mm. it can generate inspiration or it can generate depression uh, <laughs> yeah, depression and anxiety
1: and insecurity. So I would say watch, learn, and then adapt. So what I mean by that is you're, you could make the exact same content as somebody else. And fail, and it could literally be the exact same content and still fail. Why? Because there is no formula. Because YouTube doesn't work that way. Whereas the real world, you know, if somebody's got a great ad campaign, you go, oh, okay, they've hit those elements. I'll do those elements in my campaign. And most likely you'll succeed. But YouTube doesn't work that way. So should you be watching other people's content? Yes. Should you be absorbing as much as possible? Absolutely. Should you be kind of learning from other people completely? but then make it your own, okay? There's nothing worse than comparing your analytics or your stats to somebody else. It will destroy your soul. It will take away any bit of fun that you're having. I would almost say block social blade from your browsing history and ability. For
0: our community, Social Blade is a YouTube analytics or a social marketing analytics site that yeah. basically measures how good you are in all these aspects. It I just like tells you your subscribers, subscribers you you're getting every yeah, day. And it, and it, com- but it allows you to do comparisons with others. And
1: that is the death of... That, it will, that will kill you. Yeah. That will kill you. Because right now you're exploring. You Remember, you're transitioning from an old world space to a new world space, and you're trying to find your own feet. You're just trying to kind of learn how to walk this this beautiful new territory that you're exploring, and all you're doing is comparing it to people who've been there for years before you. Have a team of hundreds, budgets of millions, and now you're comparing against yourself against them. You would never do that in the real world. Why would you do that on YouTube?
0: Yeah, yeah. If you if you go and play tennis, you don't compare yourself to professional tennis players. No I can't serve at 100 miles an hour or whatever it is, but uh, you're, yeah, you're not. You're but you still have a player.
1: There we go. Yeah.
0: So and you still have the enjoyment from it. So, and and again, I, it's me, I always go back to the same resource over and over again is trust your audience, trust them far more than you think that you probably can and, and let them tell you what you should be doing.
1: The beautiful thing about the audience online, there's no filters. Yeah. They will tell you when you suck. Mm-hmm. They have no problem telling you that because they could hide behind an identity. You're not facing your face to face. They're not going to give you a pat on the back because you're their mate. So you happen to work with them and they've got to see you tomorrow morning. They will tell you, listen, I really didn't enjoy this video because of these five reasons. Beautiful. If you can get to that relationship with your community and they tell you when you're not doing something well, guess what? You can fix that.
0: And, and, and park that, we all will be like a mama bear rising up to protect our video that we worked so hard on. Let's talk about one other aspect. So, again, as you're starting to grow, I think that there's a certain percentage of people, well, not, not so percentage. human nature is. It's so hard to overcome all of the initial hurdles to create a video, mm-hmm. getting the gear in place, getting our ego in place that we can create the content, putting ourselves out there, mm-hmm. the, uh, the effort of the, the frustration of those first recordings and the experience of editing and having to look at our face for an hour on screen and all of, those, all of the trauma that's attached to that, that by the time we publish the video, there's a certain expectation that the YouTube gods will take over and honor the labor that we put in. Can you disabuse us of that notion? <sighs> YouTube
1: owes you nothing. They don't care how hard you work. They don't care how hard you work. They don't care how much money you spend. They don't care that it's, you missed your kid's graduation. They care. It's unemotional. It's a computer. It's an AI algorithm. They have zero love for you. They have lots of love for making money. Mm-hmm. So if you make good content that people wanna watch, then your quality could be crappy, your sound could be awful, and your light could be terrible. But if people love what they're watching, it will help. The whole thing with YouTube is, if you get emotionally attached to the content, emotionally attached to the process, you're going to not make it because it's too emotional. The roller coaster is too high. The reason we have so many YouTube depression videos I'm quitting YouTube we've all seen those online all the time the reason we have them so much is because it comes fast and furious what I mean by that in the workspace when you have a real job once you kind of do something you have highs you have lows but they spread out over a period of a month two months six months three you know a year so you have time to deal you have time to process but with YouTube with every video there's a high and a low is this going to do well? Why didn't it do well? Did this really well? Fantastic. What a high. Let me do another one. That one tanks. Now what? Yeah. Okay. It's one. It's a roller coaster on a daily basis. And you're constantly refreshing those screens. Telling how's my video doing? Everyone who says that they don't is lying. You're constantly watching that.
0: And you've got the additional pressure of if you are following best practices, you have to produce one or two videos per Correct. week. So you've got content. Everybody didn't have the benefit of my history of growing up where I had to write a newspaper column each week. So I learned about writer's block. I learned about you know I learned about all those. I learned to deal with those things. This is foreign territory but for about- most content creators. Is is
1: is feeding the beast. Uh, and, and you should feed the beast as often and as fast, as furious as possible, especially in the, in the early days, so that you know what works and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. One big tip I can tell you if you're so scared of pushing that record button is download this program called Instagram. Instagram has got something called stories. Stories die after 24 hours. Get used to pressing that record button, recording yourself, eating breakfast, doing laundry, walking around the mall, Get comfortable on that camera because mm-hmm. guess what? 24 hours later, it's gone. There's no editing involved, there's none of that hard work. And the more comfortable you are by pressing that record button, easier is to transition to something that's permanent. If you've got this thing called Snapchat, which I'm not sure if your audience um, has that, but <laughs> some, um, do. some do. But it's the it, 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 same process because it dies after 24 hours. And people are saying, but I don't, I don't have anybody following me on Snapchat or Instagram. Good. Yeah, <laughs> just, just get used point. to the process. Getting used to picking it up. Like now, before we kind of filmed, we called, before we sh- we started speaking on this on this podcast, you whopped out your phone, you did a quick story, hey, this is what's happening, this is what's going on, and you, just, and you didn't think about it, you didn't go, oh, well, the lighting's not so good. You just did it. Yep. It was natural, it was instinctive, because the more you do, the better you get. Yeah, absolutely. And so with bearing
0: that in mind that the comment that you said that YouTube owes you nothing it also means that YouTube will do nothing for you unless you earn it and one of the things that I always tell people when they create their first videos is: is the creation of the video is just the beginning. It's like having a baby. It's the beginning of the responsibility. If you want that video to succeed, it's up to you to shine a light on it, you to share it in your social pla- mm-hmm. platforms. So having a and learning a YouTube launch sequence where these are the things I do to optimize my video, to title my video, the thumbnails, all of the all of the stuff that you guys teach so well at VidIQ. All of that comes in after. But we got to get them to the point where they do press that button when they do it. start the recording.
1: YouTube is basically build up of 3Ds. The way kind of I teach YouTube is 3Ds. So it's default discoverability. Right? Okay, so you got to do it right because the most amazing content that is out there but hasn't been titled, hasn't been labeled is simply not being discovered. So the mm-hmm. first D is discoverability. The second D is deliverability. I'm not sure that's even a word. But I'm owning that. It's a thing. It's so, a South African word. Let, let's go with that. So you've got to deliver. In other words, you've earned someone's click. Are you delivering the content? Are you fulfilling your obligation? You've, they've given you their time. Are you providing back? Did you clickbait? Did you title your video in such a way that makes them click, but you're not actually giving them the content? Or are you? So you've been discovered. You deliver the content. And guess what happens? The last is distribution. So YouTube goes, wow, lots of people are watching this. People are loving this content. They're staying on your video for more than 50%, 20%, 30%, 40%. You build up to that. It's a process. And you build up to that. Then YouTube says, oh, that's a good signal. And therefore, YouTube distributes your video. So, but guess who else distributes your video? Your community. Mm-hmm. Because you've spoken to a pain point, like, how do I do this? And now you've answered that question. Guess what? They know somebody else who's struggling with that. They will share that video, hey, on Facebook, and say, if you're having a problem with this new settings, here is how you do it. So it's your three Ds. But you've got to hit all three, and that's how your channel gets successful.
0: And it will take time.
1: Time, time, time. Do not judge yourself harshly because you got onto this bus an hour ago, and you're wondering how everyone's taking laps around you. It doesn't work that way. You have to build in. I always say it's... You should add a fourth D, discipline. Don't check your numbers Don't every check your, hour. And that's never going to happen, yeah. so I never add that one in. <laughs> um, the whole thing with, with, with YouTube is that the process takes time. But once that tipping point happens, there's a magical moment when you just know what your audience wants. And you're able to deliver it again and again yeah. and again. By the way, for the record, I still haven't found it on my channel. Okay? I can do it on lots of other people's channels because I can see it. But on my channel, it's very, very different. And I still haven't found that point. And you know what? I'm okay with it because I'm still experimenting to see what's the best way to do this. So you judge yourself based on the fact that you've just got into the game and people have got years of head start in a time when YouTube wasn't this sophisticated. But guess what? YouTube is going to be even more sophisticated into the future. So the time is now. And then I'll end off by saying a lovely African, since we broke up South Africa, I might as well use it, so Hakuna really, Matata? No, 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 oh, hi, no, let's not go there. <laughs> um, we always say, it's when is the best plant, time to plant a tree? And it was, the answer is 20 years ago. When is the second best time to plant a tree? Today. Go and plant your tree today. Get onto the platform because it's going to get harder, not easier. And now you have an opportunity to deliver your experience that you've had all these years. People need to see it. Not want They need to see this. You are holding it to yourself that's being selfish. Press that record button. Plant that seed. Absolutely.
0: I will put all of Liron's links into the show notes that are available either here or if you visit the blog post at dototech.com slash grey20. This is our 20th episode. Wow, we've reached our 20th episode. So yes, you can find all of the all of the details, the links to everything that we talked about by in the show notes here in whatever podcast platform you happen to be watching, listening on. I guess you're not watching, you're listening on, or by visiting DottoTech.com. Grade Twenty, And that's also the best place to leave a comment. We love hearing your feedback and what we do is we focus all of the different comments at the blog post. So if you visit dototech.com, go into any of the podcast episodes there, you can leave comments and I track all of those comments very closely. We're using Facebook comments, currently still kind of evaluating what might be the, a better way to engage conversations with you, our podcast listeners. That's one of the big challenges of podcasts is it's not so easy to have one single location where people can communicate with us uh, because of all of the different podcast platforms. Speaking of which, regardless of which podcast platform you happen to be tuned in on, I'd ask you to give us a nice review if they accept reviews, a star rating, and uh, and don't forget of course to subscribe so you hear all of our upcoming episodes of Grey Matters. With that, thanks so much to Liron again and thank you for spending your time with us today. Till next time, I am Steve Dotto. Have fun storming a castle.